0: So I'm going to have a short message for lots of reasons, but the main reason is because I was told you're going to have a short message today. <laughs> and so just to let you know, holidays are not my best, They're, I'm not at my best on preaching holiday messages, okay? That's just hard for me to make myself fit into that. But I'm going to tell you something, what we were singing this morning was amazing, it was, it was just amazing. I was reading, listening to those words, these old songs that were written, f- forever, and the power and the revelation in those songs, just incredible. And one, of them, I was telling a friend of mine who lives in the Philippines, he, he, he's a Filipino person, man, pastor, and he was asking me how do you celebrate Christmas in America. And I was telling him how we celebrate Christmas. And I was telling them, you know, obviously there's a lot of materialism and stuff that's craziness that we don't care about. But one of the things I really love about it is, is there's songs being sung in stores that's powerful. That the gospel is being declared in the airwaves during Christmas. And some of these words have so much power on them. When we were singing, I was just like, oh, my goodness, there's power on this. There, there's real heavenly power on those words, and if we'll allow it, those words can do something to us. They can really impact us. And so I'm just so thankful, you know, today to be here, for us to be able to celebrate Christmas, and to be able to sing the beautiful songs of Christmas about what about the birth of Christ and about what all went around all that. And that was it's just such an amazing thing. And other, one of the other things, I, this is one of my personal loves. I never dreamed I'd be like this. Christmas cards. It's not Christmas cards, some of the most amazing things in the world. And I was, you know, I, I, This is the first time I've ever paid attention to Christmas cards, really. Because, you know, Christmas cards, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. you got to put them up on your mantle, you know, that kind of. But I, I was starting to look at these Christmas cards I was getting. I, I love the traditional ones, you know, the, the, that we've had forever. Uh, just people greeting each other. And when you think about it, that's, that's something. It, it's amazing. It's the heart of the Lord. And then, then a lot of the uh, people now are doing these Christmas cards with pictures on them, right? Those are amazing. Looking at these beautiful pictures of these children or, or people's dogs or just, I mean, whatever's <laughs> important to a person that they want to, to <laughs> greet you with. I mean, I just think it's amazing. I, I'm, I'm, and, man, I'm thinking, what's happening to me? I must be getting old because <laughs> I used to didn't think that way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Those Hallmark movies have destroyed me. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it. I have watched a lot of Hallmark movies. Not by choice. I think I've told you if I'm going to be with, spending time with Becky, I'm going to have to watch what she wants. Cause she don't realize this, I will sit in there and watch stuff that she wants to watch. But if I start watching something I want to watch, she leaves. She's off somewhere. I am not, you know. Anyways, good old Hallmark. I gotta hurry up. <laughs> yeah, I did want to read my. I'll just read you my favorite Christmas verses this year, many years, and we, we, uh, we really sang all this really, but. I just love Isaiah 9, uh, verse 6 and 7. It says, For unto us a child is born. Isn't that so beautiful to me right now? Unto us a son is given. So notice, I just want you to notice, a child is born, but a son was given. And what that means is this, because the son always existed. Okay? The Bible says in uh, John 14, 1, In the beginning was the Word and the word and that word beginning there actually means before time before time was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning he always existed so that's why he's saying this son has always existed and he was given to us but he became a man as well as and and he never really quit being god right? That's what it says in uh, John 4 of 1, 14, and in the, in, in, in the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what the birth of Jesus is, is, is God came to us. We know this, but this is a beautiful when you think about it. God came to you and I in the form of a, a baby clothed in humanity and lived on this earth as and as in, in grew as a child. So a child was born. He was born just like we were born. He lived just like we. When you think about that, it just it blows my mind when I think about that God did that. God actually lived here. God actually ate food like we ate. He drank water like we drink. He he walked like we walked. When you think about it, it's just mind boggling. It's mind boggling. It's it's, it's the, really the beauty of the God we serve. It's the beauty of who He really is. And so that's that's amazing there. And then it says, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Well, that's pretty beautiful. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isn't that great, those names? You know, now, obviously, we don't know of anybody who actually called uh, Jesus by those names, right? I mean, we didn't address him as... As wonderful, right? Hey, wonderful! How you doing? You doing good today? Wonderful. These are like names and titles. Actually, there's many names or titles that Jesus was given in the Bible. I think somewhere uh, there's over 150 of them in the Bible. Isn't that amazing? And the reason is because no one name could ever adequately communicate who this person is no one name and so in the hebrew culture obviously names communicated who a person is you know and, and what they were all about and what they do and what that's that's what how the hebrews looked at a name that's why they gave jesus all these amazing names and so each one of them i think like everlasting father that's many of us in this room really get that name have experienced the revelation of god as our father which, which is a powerful revelation, I think any of these names would be amazing for God to speak to us on a personal level and reveal something about himself. So I would really, one thing I would encourage you to do is, is say, Lord, which one of these names do you want to reveal yourself to me? Maybe over the next few days or weeks or months, even all next year, give me one, Lord. Give me a name, one of your names. And begin to reveal yourself to me like wonderful wouldn't that be amazing wouldn't it be wonderful to all of a sudden for wonderful to reveal himself as wonderful can you imagine what that would be like it's unimaginative what wonderful just wonderful or counselor or mighty god i mean all of these things carry within them the seeds of amazement the seeds that, that could impact and change our lives it, it really could. It could. It could. It, they can have profound. Like many of you have had this profound encounter with God the Father, and it has profoundly affected you. I know several people in this room that has been like the, a major. It's been a major revelation in my life, knowing God as a Father. It just. It doesn't. And it just keeps going. It don't stop. It, there's just more and more to that. You think, oh, I got it now, but no. There's more. When you think you got it, there's a whole nother level or layer that God reveals to you, to Himself with His fatherhood. Uh, And I think with all these names, they're really important. Um, And I like that term, his name shall be called. Okay, his name shall be called. And then it says, uh, are y'all all all right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't mind. Yeah, Yeah. my translation, yeah. All right. It says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Government and peace. God governs by peace. That doesn't mean everything's going on out here that's peaceful, but in here, in here, you can live in peace. And I just pray that for you right now. I'm going to stop and pray that you, this would be a time of peace in your life. So, Lord, I just ask you for that. You're the Prince of Peace. And I just pray this Christmas for everybody in this room including their family and their children, their situations, that they would know the Prince of Peace and that peace would come into homes and situations, Lord, real peace, your peace, shalom, which means total wholeness. So we just release that today, Lord. Um, it says that he, upon the throne of David in his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So, said all that, I wanted to say this this morning to you about the identity of Jesus. Um, The Bible, I believe, is clear on one thing about the identity of Jesus, okay? There's one thing that's really vital and important, and that identity is that he's the king, and I feel in my heart, uh, I think Jeff said over the last few months, the bread had, I love how when somebody starts talking about something God starts speaking to them about, and it just goes on in their life for some weeks or months or however long it goes, it's just a beautiful thing. It's the Holy Spirit. But one of the things that the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about for a few, a few months is this phrase "King Jesus"? And I feel in my life, I've, I felt. I think we all know he's the King, right? But how much, how many of us really know that on a heart level? Huh? Are, are you hearing me this morning? I wonder when, when I begin, when God began to speak to me. That word, that phrase, King Jesus, is—do I really know Him as King? I mean, really, do I really do? I mean, really in my heart, not in my head, not, not some. Oh yeah, He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and which is all that's really wonderful. But do I really know Him? Do I know He's King in my dark days? do I know he's king in my, my beautiful days? And I think that's the thing. This year, the Lord, one of the major things the Lord has really tried to help me see is that no matter, no matter what, no matter what's going on in your life, good or bad, whether you have success or whether you have failure, whether there's an anointing in your life or there's no anointing in your life, Jesus is king. I think sometimes we, we, we depend on things. Uh, we depend on an atmosphere. We come to church, it's easy to pray for somebody at church for hell and right. Because there's this atmosphere, this is anointing. But the truth is, Jesus is king where there is no atmosphere. Jesus is the king when it's, it's dark and hell is all ar- around you. Jesus is king. And I feel for me and I feel for us that God wants to give us a revelation of Jesus as king, a real revelation that no matter what we're facing and no matter what we're walking through, Jesus is king. Whether we're happy or sad, Jesus is king. Because that's really what he told me this year. He really told me that. Jesus is king. And I really feel like what he's telling me is I really want to be the king in your life. And I really want you to know that I'm the king because that's really the key for the kingdom to really be released into this earth is that we're carrying a king. I want to read it. Are you all okay? This is Christmas, right? King Jesus. Yes and amen. Let me read these two. Oh, uh, I got six minutes. I do want to read these. This is beautiful. Now, this is really Christmas here. Revelations chapter 19. Isn't that a Christmas? <laughs> How many people love the book of Revelation? Anybody love it? Like, duh. Okay, I love the first five chapters. I'm great. Chapter six. six, oh, what is this? <laughs> What the heck is this, God? What kind of book is this? You know, why? What kind of revelation is this guy having? If we came up with a revelation like that today, people would say, you're an idiot. <laughs> that is not God. <laughs> hey, I, I did this trick one time. i got to tell you this. I just thought about it. You know, uh, John, the guy who wrote this uh, thing, fell down on his face and tried to worship an angel twice in the book of Revelation. Okay? You know what I did one time? I wrote this letter. And the letter was this. It was a person who was, he was sent into a church to see if, if they would approve of him like coming in church and ministering to the church. And he gave a lot of his credentials, but two of the things he's, he admitted that he had had a, in some encounters with angels and he actually wanted to worship the angels. Okay. He just wanted to make that clear because it was known about this person. And so I asked the church, should we allow this person to come? And everybody in the room said, no, okay. no, sir. We should never allow a man who tried to worship an angel to come in this church and have a word in this church. And I said, guess who that man was? It was John the Apostle. The man who put his head on Jesus' chest before he died. Isn't that amazing? Now, I don't approve of worshiping angels, obviously. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying many times that some of the greatest men that walk this earth had some amazing encounters, and outside the grace of God, they would have tumbled down a dark hole. Isn't that right? So let's don't disqualify people because of their weaknesses. But anyways, I just want to throw that out at you. I would just love to trick you with that sometimes. This revela- So Revelation 1 through 5, forget everything else in between. Not really forget. But that's how I'm like, let's run through this real quick because I know God's not going to talk to me much. Maybe in chapter 12, he talks a little bit. But then when you get in chapter 19, it gets beautiful again to the end. And I want to read this verse here. It's uh, 19, 11 through 13. Now I saw heaven open, glory realm, right? And behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him, listen to this, was called faithful and true. Two more names of Jesus. Faithful and true, beautiful. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Jesus makes war. He's a war, he's, a, he's a war guy. He really is. He's a war machine. That's why I tell my kids this morning about their mom. Like, your mama, when she goes to lead worship, she's like on the war. She's a war machine. It's like she's getting ready to go to battle. Literally, she's ready. Saturday night, she's gearing up for battle. She's like a person. I'm going into a war. She, didn't, she don't act like that. but She don't act like she is, but, daggone, she really does. She, she's a war machine. And I'm telling you, she's a war machine all the way around. Just make her mad and you'll find out. <laughs> She'll run over you. Listen, his eyes were like flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He, listen, this is what I wanted you to get. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. A name written that no one knew. Isn't that beautiful? Going back to the name of Jesus. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Isn't that beautiful? He was clothed in a robe, dipped in blood. That's powerful. And listen, and his name is called, the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. Isn't it interesting? It says he has a a name that no one knew, and and it tells us the Word of God. That's his name. That's amazing. Are y'all getting this? Are y'all feeling this? Are you sensing this this person riding on a horse with fiery eyes and wearing a robe dipped in blood, dipped in it, not sprinkled but saturated in it? Somebody took him and dipped it like we used to dip our dogs for ticks, just dunk them into the tick dip, right? You do that, right? (laughs) They spray them now (laughs) or put collars on. We used to dip them, grab them by the outside, put them all the way in. Big old barrel of dip. So, verse sixteen also says this, and he ha- and he was and he has on his robe and on his thigh a- another name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It's just amazing when we begin to to start begin to see this person that we're celebrating his birth today, that who he really is and how powerful he, he really is. I believe a revelation of Jesus as king will knock the devil out of our lives. I believe that with all my heart. I believe a revelation of his kingship will turn the world upside down. I believe that was one of the keys that the church, early church had. They saw him as king. And they were able to carry that king, and it literally turned the world upside down. And I believe God wants to reveal himself as king, that he's the king. He wants you and I to carry that revelation and carry that heart of a king that we're carrying it. And we're kingdom people. We're, we're little kings and little priests unto him. And God wants to make all that so real to us. And that's the thing that's going to cause us to be these overcomers. And that's the thing that's going to cause us to be able to defeat the things that come against us and try to push us down and try to hold us back. It'll, it'll, it'll help you to overcome your financial is, issues. It'll ho- overcome your health issues, your relational issues. All of it is tied up in this, in this person. It, it's all tied up in a person. That's why this person we're celebrating this morning is so important. He's important in every revelation that we carry in life. Everything that God reveals to us is really ultimately to lead us to that person and to begin to know that person for who that person really is. Otherwise, our Christianity is not that good. It is is more of a religion because it's supposed to be a relationship. It's supposed to be a manifestation of a person. Are y'all getting this this morning? And that's why we celebrate uh, Christmas. That's why we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, whatever we celebrate. It's because of a person. If that person didn't exist, we wouldn't even be in here in this room this morning. And so God wants to bring us back to the person of Christ, of who he is and what he stands for. But not only for us to see him like that, but listen to this, uh, uh, Revelation 22. This is amazing. It says, they shall see his face. That's Revelation. They shall see his face. God wants to reveal himself to us for who he really is. That's what he wants to do. I want to reveal to you who I am. But the beautiful thing about this is, and his name, his name shall be on their foreheads. Right now, whether we know it or not, his name is on us. In the spirit realm, every spirit knows that. Every demon knows that you have a name on you. Every demon, every angel knows, every principality knows. Here's where our thing is. The devil has convinced us. It has blinded us where we don't really realize we're carrying a name. And when we carry that name and we begin to realize that name is on us, and we, and we walk into a place, it could be the darkest place on earth. But when we walk in there, we're bringing something in there. We're bringing the king in there. We're come going in there as representatives of him. And every spirit that's around there, every angel that's around there, no matter what it is, every person, when they see that, they're going to move out of the way because they are not going to mess with the king of kings. But see, we don't know that. We don't walk in that. And that's why God wants to give us a revelation of King Jesus. So so we can realize, and when we have a revelation of King Jesus, we're going to realize his name is upon us. And your life is going to change. Your life is going to change when you get that revelation. Your priorities are going to change. Your desires will change. Your desires will change. What you want to do with your life, what you want to do with your time is going to change because suddenly you have a revelation of a king. And that king becomes the most important thing in your life, the most important person in your life. And what that king thinks, what that king does is the thing that you want to be identified with. Everything else that we do, A lot of it's fine stuff, good stuff, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's our revelation of this King that's going to really change our lives. We're changed from glory to glory as we gaze into the face of the Lord, as in a mirror. Right? Second Corinthians three eighteen is that something like that somewhere? Y'all okay? All right, glory, Ram. So that's what Christmas is. It's about King Jesus. Jesus as king. I want to tell you that. I want to declare that. I want Jesus to make himself real to me and you as king, Jesus. And I want Jesus to give the honor in my life and your life as king. I want that. I want that in my life. I want it for my little grand boys and girls. I want it for my children. King Jesus. And that's why I love that prayer I told you about a few weeks. Word of the Lord, come to me. Why? Why? Why word of the Lord come to me? Because it's Jesus come to me. King Jesus come to me. That's why I love reading the Bible. Because the Bible is a reflection of King Jesus. And King Jesus can reveal himself to you in the Bible. We can never love the Bible too much, but we can love Jesus too little. That's not my perfect quote. I've heard somebody say that many years ago. We can never love the Bible too much, but we can love Jesus too little. So I encourage Bible reading because that's a way King Jesus reveals himself to us. Amen? Okay, stand up. I'm going to pray, and then Ryan's going to come up here. Woo, mercy, Lord. I went over five minutes, but Becky's not in here, so it doesn't matter. All right, listen, y'all. We have goodies back there, and we want you to go back there. Goodies. They're gonna play some too while we do this. Yes and amen. Thank you, Ryan, for what you said, giving people an opportunity to to know love. To know the love, the lover of our soul. And thank you, Jeff, for sharing that. Awesome bread of life. Isn't that powerful? And all that, man. We're blessed, man. We really are. That was so beautiful, but. I'm going to just pray that if you want this, I want you to agree with me. Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit, we love you. You really are amazing. We want. Uh, King Jesus, we want to know about King Jesus more. Mm-hmm. We want not just to know about him though we we really do want to know about him that's so so awesome and so cool that you give us revelation about him. so I ask you for revelation about King Jesus, but I pray that you give us revelation of King Jesus himself. I pray that for every person in this room, I just pray these wouldn't be uh, words. But they'd be words that penetrate our hearts and that mm, our mouth, Lord. I just feel God wants to do something. The Bible says about Jesus in uh, Psalm 45, it says, Grace was upon his lips. Grace was upon his lips. I just feel that for some reason this morning, really strong, that our speech is going to change. Our words are going to change. There's going to be something on our words that hasn't been there before. And I'm going to tell you that something is Him. And so we're wanting that. And we want, when we think about that, that it would be sweet to us. That it would be sweet to us. That you would become sweeter and sweeter to us. You would, King Jesus. Say with me, King Jesus, I want you. I want you, King Jesus. King Jesus. Reveal yourself to me, King Jesus. King Jesus. Let me see you, King Jesus. King Jesus. We might fall down like John did earlier on in Revelation when he saw King Jesus. It, it, it floored him. Lord, floor us! our hearts. You to do that, Lord. I pray that for everybody in this room, a new revelation of Jesus Christ, a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. Father, you, Jesus said that you did that. That's what He said in Matthew 16. So I ask you to do that, that you would reveal Jesus Christ to us, the King, the King Jesus. Amen.